If you can't seem to get your life together, relationship problems, job problems, money problems, you're invited to Zion Hill, 312 Hunter Street in Pineville. Zion Hill Church family, along with Pastor Joshua Joy and Sister Elizabeth Dara, would like to invite you to join us on our journey to make our world a better place. We would like to acknowledge all those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries for this month. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to you all. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256, or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the Give tab, or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the e-church tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Attention all prospective graduates. Zion Hill wants to celebrate you. If you are a member of Zion Hill and will be graduating from high school or college May 2022, contact the church office at 318-704-6900. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. The Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. I take this opportunity to welcome each of you here today. All of you here in person and those of you who are live streaming, we welcome you to our service on today. Let's go to God with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come this day thanking you Father God, you are good and your mercy is everlasting. Father God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to come to your house of prayer, oh God, to worship you again. And Lord, just to say thank you. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Thank you, oh God, for being our way maker. Thank you, oh God, for being our burden bearer, for our being our heaven load sharer. Thank you, Lord God. Oh God, as we come to worship you on today, Lord, we pray, pray, oh God, that you bless, oh God, all those who are here, oh God, under your word, all those who are live streaming. Bless the man of God, oh God, that's gonna bring your word on today. And Lord God, we say thank you. Now, Lord God, we thank you for souls on today, oh God. Oh God, let some boy, some girl, man or woman, come, Lord God, saying, what must I do to be saved? And we thank you, Lord God, for doing it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen.
This is the time during our service where we have the opportunity to bless God, to worship God in our giving. Amen? The Word of God says it is more blessed to give than to receive. We want to honor God this morning in our giving because God gave more than we can ever give. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God told us to give back to him, return back to him one-tenth, which is the tithe. We encourage you this morning to walk in obedience to God. Why would we walk in obedience to God? Because we are telling God, one, we trust you. Do you trust him this morning? Trust God. We give secondly because we love God. Do you trust God? Do you love God enough to return back to him what rightfully belongs to him and he's going to bless you and you know when God blesses you it doesn't always come in the same form that you gave the blessings of God come back in many different ways and God is wanting to actually blow our minds on how he's going to return back to us and there's an old song that I love that says you can't beat God given no matter how hard you try. Amen. Let us pray. Ushers, you may come forward. Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us the opportunity to give. Now, Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you breathe on our giving this morning, that you bless it, that you multiply it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, through our giving, I pray, oh God, that you release healing deliverance, oh God, salvation. Lord, release all of your promises, oh God, that you have for us. And Lord, we receive it right now in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 You may give.
I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the cross. All praises be unto God, our Father, Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the blessed Holy Spirit, our, our guiding light. Uh, to my wife, I, I, I thank you for your support to my family. I thank you as well. And this choir. Oh my God, thank you for cultivating the soil and making my job easy. Now, I'm, I'm kind of suffering under a dilemma uh, because I, I got to stand in the gap for one of God's master preacher teachers in the person of Joshua Jordan. And it's not an easy task because y'all are spoiled. And I get it because I'm spoiled too. I mean, we, we, we've been accustomed to dining on prime rib and asparagus with him. But today all I have for you is a hot dog. I got a dry bun and a cold weenie. That's what I have. But I did bring just a little bit of heat for that hot dog. And I got some condiments as well. So if you are real attentive and receptive, you might be able to dying on a hot dog with all the fixings. Amen. Y'all say good morning to your pastor. You know he watching. With that being said, stand with me if you will. Turn to Acts chapter 3. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through verses 8a. I would ask that you just follow along with me, if you will. If you have a different translation, we should wind up in the same place when it's over. Now, Peter and John were on their way up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, uh, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I ain't got no money. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And the man leaping stood and began to walk. Our Father, not God, we just thank you right now for this opportunity to come and to share on your behalf the Word of God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we are preaching to minds who are open and hearts that are receptive, receptive and fertile to receive your truth. Oh God, I pray that I would decrease as your Holy Spirit in me increase. We pray, oh God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable 
unto you, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. You may be seated. How do you figure? Two preachers on the way to church and ain't got no money. That's what Peter said. I, I don't have any money. But that's not to say that I don't have resources. Peter said, I got a, I got a name that I can use. And in the name of Jesus, get up. There's authority in that name. I thought for today, for this teaching, it's going to be asked, expected. Receive it, possess it. Ask for what you want. Expect to receive what you want, and you will possess exactly what you're asking, what you're asking for. You know, my brothers and sisters, miracles are possible for every believer who walks in these principles by faith, who makes them a priority in life for themselves. The Father is always ready to reward. He's, he's ready to endorse that kind of confidence that his sons and daughters place in him in the name of his son. In fact, all the angels of heaven are prepared to rejoice at the prospect of God being glorified by his children here on earth. That's why faith is crucial. It is essential for all of these principles to function in a manner in which God intended. Otherwise, we would never, ever be able to please our creator. Faith. Just, just isn't enough just to say I have faith. We, we must walk in it. We, we must live it every day of our lives. Without that kind of faith, working in concert with these principles, we will find ourselves without, without hope in life. Faith is key. That's how they are designed to work together with one another, with confidence that's anchored in the name of Jesus. That's the attitude that must be embedded in the minds and hearts of every believer, that life, our life, is completely and totally dependent on the name of Jesus, John, John 20, 31. Now, it's not my intentions to dismiss the role of the Holy Spirit. He is not an afterthought in, in this lesson. In fact, he is the connector, the divine connector. He makes all of this possible. And without him, we will be powerless. However, as important as the Holy Spirit is, it is necessary for me to mention that he does not have the authority. Uh, you better let that marinate for just a moment. His role is one of empowerment. He, he gives us power as well as the ability to conduct kingdom's business here on earth, the authority remains in Jesus' name. So Jesus begins to convey this to his disciples. He tells them the time is coming. It's, it's drawing near that you're going to have to establish a relationship with my father. He says, I'm, I'm going away. And what you used to ask me, you would now have to ask 
him. My father, whatever you ask, my father would do it. Why? Because my father has an obligation to my name. He would not disappoint you. He would not disappoint us. But when you ask, ask in faith, ask confidently. If what you're asking for did expect it to happen. And you will, you will possess it. That's, that's the kind of confidence that we can have in the Father. That if we ask anything. According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, then we know that God would grant our request. That requires faith, brothers and sisters. Listen to me. God gave us sense to be able to cross the street. But he gave us Christ to be able to move mountains. God, God will always honor. He'll always honor the name of Jesus. And, and Peter and John begins to demonstrate this in this third chapter of Acts. Pay close attention to this example. It could change. It could alter the course of our lives. Take note. Peter and John had the faith in the name. The man didn't. The man's hope was placed in his knees. In fact, I doubt very seriously if this man ever heard of Jesus, if you could believe that. Because he's still in his condition. Think about it. If I was this man. And I heard that a stranger in the city was healing. He was healing the body. And the sin sick soul. I would have found my way to that man. Understand that Jesus did a lot of teaching. He did a lot of healing. In this area, yet this man was still lame. Hold that thought for just a minute. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to that man. But note, the man exercised the principles, and he ain't even in the church. He exercised the principles. Faith works whether you know it or not. <laughs> the man asked expecting to receive something. His faith was applied so his hope was still alive. That, that sounds like Jesse, don't it? <laughs> Give me a few more minutes here. Let me touch on a couple of things here, this 15 and 16 chapter. I'm going to try to, to rush this through. Now feel free to go back and read those chapters for yourselves. You know, we can lead you to the water whether it's up to you to drink it or not. As preachers, we're going to have to try to, to find a way to get you back to reading, re reading your Bibles. Uh, but prior to his death on the cross, Jesus prepares the disciples for life without him. And he's emphasizing the fact that it's important for them to stay connected to him. Chapter 15 of John says, I am the true vine, says Jesus. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he purges it so that it will bear more fruit. Be mindful that the word of God is not a result that we can vacation in at our convenience. It is the only way of life, both now 
and forever. Abide in me as I will abide in you. For the branch cannot produce anything detached from the vine. Life is in the vine. It's not merely being associated with the vine. It's not being around the vine. When, when we are in the vine, we can ask and expect to receive what we ask for. Life is in the vine. Results, our results are in the vine. Jesus is, is divine. These instructions are not just for the disciples. They're for you and I as well. Again, Christ continues with his preparations to his disciples for his absence. And there's a different process that must be adhered to in his absence. So Jesus directs his attention, their attention, to the Father. Now, that's something that they had not been accustomed to doing. Because Jesus was always with them, they would just ask him. <laughs> but that's about to change. Up until this point, the Father had, had been a topic of conversation with them. They often heard Christ mention the Father, they, and speak about the Father, and maybe one or two of them had some inside information concerning the Father. But now they will have to go to the Father and ask Him. That takes a different approach to get to Him because He's in the Holy of Holies. And then they must fully understand the the importance of the Father in the success and growth of the church as well as that of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is on this collision course with the cross, knowing that he will soon be taken away. He promised them some help in the person of the Holy Spirit who would give them the power and the ability to carry on the works of the ministry in his absence. But all the authority will remain <laughs> in the name. It will remain in the name of Jesus. The Spirit, God, Jesus said, the spirit that I'm sending, when he arrived, the spirit of truth, he will not speak in his own authority. That's what the words say. But what he hears me, Jesus said, <laughs> that's what he will declare to us. Because Everything the Father has is mine. So the Holy Spirit would take what is mine and tell it to you. That's what makes celebrating the Lord's Supper so important for us. Because this represents the transferring of the authority to us. In his name. Oh, y'all missed a good place to shout. We have direct connection to God through the Holy Spirit. So all the resources of the kingdom operates in and through us. Jesus assures us that whatever we ask the Father, he will do it. So why don't we ask him? Why, don't, why, why aren't we expecting to see something. For he said, ask in his name and we shall receive. Seek in his name and we shall find. Knock in his name and the door shall open. These, these very principles are evident 
in our text today. Let's take a closer look. It's interesting to note that Peter and John did not go up to the temple at the hour of sacrifice. Oh, y'all missed that. No doubt many Jews were still slaughtering animals, making atonement for their sins. They were still practicing the letter of the law, not accepting the fact that the ultimate sacrifice had been made. Jesus satisfied the debt of sin for all mankind. When he said it was finished, it was really finished. No more animal sacrifices were required. So Peter and John waited until it was time to pray at the ninth hour. Prior to entering the temple, a man asked him for some, for some money. You know, that happened, to, that happened to me and Patricia many, 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 many years ago. Uh, we, were, we were going to, to Shiloh, and guess what? It was at the ninth hour. It was the three o'clock, <laughs> it was the three o'clock service. And a guy approached me and asked me for $20. I said, eh. So I kind of I fixed my gaze on him because I could smell that he was full of a spirit. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm looking at this fella, and uh, my spirit is egging me to give this guy my 20. So uh, I'm debating with this. So finally, uh, I said, well, okay, I cut a deal with my spirit. I said, well, if, if you're going to make me give up this 20, he going to church today. Oh, yeah, he's going to go to church today. <laughs> and he followed us right in, in the church. I said, well, come on. And sat right behind us and waited for the service. Well, over he had a nice meal because, you know, they're going to sell some chicken at, at these events. And I gave him the $20. And to this day, I don't mean, I don't know what the guy did with the 20 But what I do know, that Patricia and I made a difference. We made a difference in the life of that man. This man is asking for some money at the escape, been crippled from birth all his life, completely dependent on other people to get him around. That was the only mode of transportation. People would literally carry him from place to place because of his disability. His livelihood depended on begging, begging for money. Every day, they would set him at the gate called Beautiful. All day, he would sit there and ask people for money. And I can only surmise that it was pretty profitable because he kept coming back. Now... This is the problem I have. I told you earlier that we would come back to this. How did this man miss being healed by Jesus? How in the world could that happen? And I got to really pondering and thinking about this thing because I'm trying to figure this out. Because we know that Jesus' fame went out through all the regions. So how could this man get missed by being here? And then I'm directed to the ninth chapter of John. First few verses. 
the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned? This blind man or his parents? <laughs> you know, they had an ideology at that time that the father's sin was passed on from generation to generation. But Jesus said something very profound. He said it was not because of his sin or his parents' sin. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Now, <laughs> I'm shaking at this point because I didn't, I didn't got this, this revelation. And uh, I didn't get it out of any man's book. It was never intended, are you listening, for Jesus to heal this man. His healing was not a part of Jesus' assignment. That assignment fell to Peter. <laughs> it fell to Peter and John so that the power of God could be seen in them. So it can be seen in them. How many people listen to me? How many people have been assigned to you and I? Who are still waiting on us for their miracles. It appears that we have forgotten that the church is a missionary. We have been made comfortable with the idea that the fruits of the vine are or in the abundance of the things that we acquire and have forgotten that the mission of the church is to make a difference in the lives of people. Peter and John may have been broke, but they made a difference in the life of this man. Why not you? Why not me? Run at us. This man did not waver in his hope. He had to hear, hear them people say they were broke. But he didn't waver. He acts and then fixed his attention on them. Why? Because he's expecting something. He stayed focused. How come we always losing our focus? This guy, in spite of what he heard, he stayed focused. Why? Because he's expecting something. And he got more than what he hoped for. He asked for something. He expected something. He received more than what he bargained for. He possessed what he received and left there walking. He left, he left there walking. The same is time, it's time, it's time. It's time for us to stop sleeping through this spiritual evolution. The same resources that was available to Peter and John is available to us. We have it as well. The name of Jesus, and I have heard that there's power. I've heard that that name carries power. So why is the church operating like there's no hope? The man of God has declared that the hand of God is open. Step in. Just still wake up. Let us unlock the shackles of limitations in our mind and exercise the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of great possibilities that supports us in the tearing down of strongholds. Ask, expect it, receive it, possess it in Jesus' name. But you, you know, brothers and sisters, that 
that's, that very well may be where the problem is. Could it, could it be that we're using a name other, other than the name that God gave us? You know how we like to circumvent things. Perhaps we are calling on Elohim, the mighty God. But that ain't the name he gave us. Maybe we, we call on the name El Shaddai, the almighty God. But that ain't the name he gave us. Maybe we call on El Elyon, the most high God. But he didn't give us that name. Some call Adonai, Master. But that ain't it either. I am that I am. The self-existing God. But that ain't the one. <laughs> Listen to me. God has been known by many wonderful names throughout various times during his involvement with all mankind. But when it came to his son, he gave us a name in his son that's above every, every name. He gave us Jesus, our Savior. That's the name he, he gave us. And at that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That's, that's the name God gave us. And by his death on the cross, by his resurrection from the grave, by him ascending into heaven, he gave us authority to use his name. And when we use his name, he becomes our bridge over trouble water. <laughs> when, when we use his name, he becomes our shelter in the time of storms. When we call on his name, he is our way out of no way. When we call Jesus, he's our prince of peace. He is the very source of our life. So use his name. Use his name. That's the name he gave us to use. And when we use his name, Jesus, Lord have mercy, we have rights. And because of those rights, we gain access to all the resources of the creator. We can ask him anything and expect to receive it. Expect to possess it. Because we have the authority to use his name. So ask. Expect it. Receive it. Possess it all in the name of Jesus. It's time for you and I to wake up and use his name. So ask him something. Ask him something. Why don't you ask him something? At this time, the altar is open for you to come and ask him something. If you show the dying, anyone who's designed prayer or at this time, you may come. Come to Jesus. Come while you have the time. Come to Jesus. Make up your mind. He will make your life brand new. Oh, he will take care of you. Come!
to Jesus. Wow. You have time. The altar is available for prayer. You have a desire to come. Jesus paid a very high price for you to be able to come. is waiting. His arms are still open. He's still available to you. Won't to come. Our Father and our God in the name of our Savior. We come to your throne of mercy. And we come with expectation. Father, there have been some things that perhaps may have been troubling. Troubling us. But we know, God, that you have the fix for whatever we need. Father, there's people standing around this altar. I'm not all knowing like you are. But if they will just confess what their desires, oh God, we know that you will hear it, that you will provide them with the things that they need. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will continue to bless this house. Establish your presence in this house. And oh God, while our shepherd is away, keep him safe and return them back to us safely. Father, we pray for the officers and members of this house. We pray, oh God, that we would no longer take the attitude of sitting and waiting, but we would go out and share, share the wonderful name of Jesus Christ with all those whom we come in contact with. It's in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.
with a heart of repentance, asking you to forgive us for our sins, block out our transgressions, and wash away our iniquities. Heavenly Father, create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we lift up everyone to you today. You said in your word that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. For poverty, you have given us wealth. For sickness, you have given us health. And for death, you have given us eternal life. And we just want to thank you today, God. So we come to you today, God, with the heart of repentance. Right now, in Jesus' name, we ask you to cover us and our loved ones in the blood of Jesus. And let your anointing rest upon us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 11 chapter, starting at the 24th verse. And we did, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat. Amen. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. In Jesus' name, drink. Praise God. This concludes our 8 to 9 service. Our next service will be at 10 o'clock, and let us do the dismissal. Father God, we thank you. We praise you, we glorify, and we magnify you. We thank you for your anointing and your blood that's resting on, on us. And your angels of protection that are taking us down the highways to our destination. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>